0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of Human affairs or dma and check it out right now
1: okay everybody we decided to take this week off so here's one of our classic episodes hope you enjoy Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me as always via Zoom is... Matthew Noel Haas. So that'd be like Matthew Christmas. Yeah,
0: I, I actually like that name. Matthew Christmas. Do a, do a Christmas album?
1: Yes. How- Matthew Christmas Presents. Pre- presents, like presents? Yes. Ooh, I like that, yeah. Matthew Christmas Presents, Deadly Games. And, um, so... <laughs> yeah so um as it is that time of year again folks i would like to remind you that we must not listen to all of christmas music and do what it says because um i mean the song says have a cup of cheer that does not mean to go down to your local walmart buy some cheer laundry detergent and drink it or bring it to your you know next holiday party and share it with your friends no it does not yes no it does not dangerous we don't want no cheer challenges going on now oh now you just created it by saying that oh shit
0: Yeah. So, uh okay.
1: Okay, All you kids out there on the Instagrams and the Tixie Toxies and all that stuff. <laughs> don't be doing any challenges, and if you're on the books, you know, on the Facebooks, <laughs> the books. Yeah. Don't do no challenges, no, no challenges. Nope, don't do it. No, 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 cheer challenge. Nope. I actually like the sound. I like the the way the word sounds. Cheer. I know it's a bad thing, but yeah, I like. Well, here's a cheer challenge for you. Go out there and spread joy to all your friends. And now I'm not talking about the uh, the dishes. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't go out there and you know spray dish soap all over your friends like <sighs> like you are want to do you know well, that's that's at least not as harmful as drinking it. Spraying it. Well really hard. Yeah. Spreading so. cheer spreading joy is not as bad as drinking cheer. Yeah. Yes. I mean you'll get all soapy and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not as bad
0: as, you know, drinking detergent. So
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. And I and, and I have seen that if you take like on dish soap, you can clean up ducks with it somehow. That's like one of the oldest commercials they they've
0: been doing that same commercial yeah. since I was a little kid. Uh like we clean ducks from oil spills or whatever i'm like that's cool i guess but really yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: so anyway it's, it's all on that can do it no other stuff can do it only Dawn soap so do it yeah i guess so. Yeah, uh, yeah. trying to let you know that it's so gentle that it can clean a duck but yeah. it's abrasive enough to clean that grease off of your dirty pans. yeah you know yes mm-hmm. so joy does not spread joy in the duck it's too rough so, but I will you know. tell you right now, if Joy or Dawn or Cheer would like to sponsor our podcast, I'd be more than happy to let you. And I yeah. talk about the greatness of Joy mm-hmm. and Dawn and Cheer. Yeah, or Palmolive or Tide. Or, ooh, Tide. Yeah, yes. As long as Jeez. we're not, as long as we're not eating Tide pods like the kids yeah. want to do. You know, I can't believe it. My generation, we used to just, you know do this and that. We didn't eat those Tide Pods.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, people uh, in this generation, that the kids are not eating Tide Pods. Maybe one or two are that you might know. I don't know, but I'm just saying we're not going to generalize a whole group of people no. based on the fact that a couple eat Tide Pods.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if you do eat Tide Pods, you're probably going to have a fever dream,
1: which leads us into this movie. Yes. That, a fever dream of a film. Yes. The fever dream of a film that we are covering today is a film. I'll just start out with the basic premise of this. There's a kid who's kind of left home alone huh. and then there's he's defending his home from an invader it sounds a lot like the christopher columbus classic home alone mm-hmm. that came out in 1990 this is a french film that came out in 1989 called 3615 code pierre noel also known <laughs> as deadly games or dial code for santa claus <laughs> or game over or i didn't freak <laughs> it has more names than p diddy <laughs> yeah yes i made it really Bad joke, there. I'm sorry, folks. So, um, it's not the bad yeah. branding
0: to name a movie so many titles. Like, yeah, stick with one, and because you're gonna be confusing people. Because some of my think Game Over is a different movie than Deadly Games or Dial Code Santa Claus or
1: Hide and Freaks. Honestly, sounds like a horror film. Yeah, like a slasher. Not, not what this movie is. No, um, I my my personal favorite. I like Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus, which is what the director calls it in the English, his English translation for it. So, because that makes sense because this movie is one fucked up movie it starts out as like a nice little christmas movie and it goes into this weird thing where it's like home alone meets die hard meets um halloween meets friday the 13th meets um black christmas meets um that dream i had that one time when i went to the doctor and they gave me these pain meds that really made me kind of loopy oh yeah 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 they well, mm-hmm. old all pain meds man. yes <laughs> they really couldn't fuck with your dreams um or the time when i was at, i was like really depressed and went to the hospital and they gave me some kind of stuff in, for my anxiety mm-hmm. and i went out to dinner and don't remember any of it and i guess i was acting really weird so uh, yeah probably probably like um uh Etivan or like
0: uh, what's what's what was really popular one back in the day uh, i can't think
1: yeah, I'm not uh, sure what it was, but I just know I went I went out to eat with my dad and his girlfriend at the time, and I guess I was reading things from the newspaper to them and being really funny to the waitress and all this other stuff, and I don't remember any of it. Huh. Well, <laughs> it could have been Valium. Sorry, Valium was like the really hardcore one. Yeah, back. no, I never,
0: I've never been at Valium. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's what it is. It feels like it, it's one of those kind of dreams. It, it was very subtle shift of like the movie kind of changing
1: tone, but then it just it was like subtle at first, but then it just got changed all at once. It ramped. Like, it ramped up fast. It was, like, 0 to <laughs> zero to 90. Look, like, well, because, like, you know, the beginning
0: of the film, it's, like, it's like shows the kid, he's, like, really into, like, making contraptions. He's a like really smart, like, strategist, you know, for, like, combat. He's always wearing, like, you know, war paint on his face. Yeah, he looks, looks like Rambo or something. Yeah, so he's, like, playing with his dog, like, he's got his dog, like, with, like, a tracker on it. He, like, lures him into a trap where he has, like, a, a floor that, like, a tra- trap door and, like, there's like a net, you know, underneath it. And then, they're
1: like, you know, it's like, oh, it's kind of funny, you know. Like, yeah, he's like really into computers too. Like, he's basically like a like a boy genius kind of kid. Yeah, he's like a child prodigy who like likes to create contraptions and things like that. And he also lives in this mansion that's just like insane. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like it's a huge ass. I think it's because his family owned this mall i don't know if his mom inherited it or she started it. i think it was more of like a family
0: like dynasty kind of business like
1: uh like a you know what i mean yeah like same like kind of shopping center that she owns of some or something
0: like a really big mall like like really big and like um so that's like the beginning right it's like him going through like his morning like you know her you know her, her his grandpa lives with them and he's got like diabetes almost blind and so like he's supposed to kind of like help take care of them and stuff like that while she goes to store and uh you know so it's like nice little family movie you know kids take care i'm sorry but (laughs) (laughs) what that bad parenting the bad parenting you know yeah she's like oh go ahead take care of your grandpa you're 10 wait what yeah like take take sure he takes take take care care of your grandpa who can't see at all (laughs) right and it's like we're rich so technically we could hire like a live-in uh helper you know or whatever
1: well technically i think they did have a caretaker but, like, whatever. Yeah, there was um, a caretaker of the grounds, but they lived in a different house that was on the grounds. Oh, so Yeah, like, like this... Oh, they're a groundkeeper. Yeah, like, basically, <laughs> okay. they were, like, the, care- like the land caretakers. So.
0: Wow. <laughs> and then, um, so that's, like, the nice little beginning, like, they're playing, like, some kind of, like, American rock music or something, like, with English which is weird, because a lot of the music in here were the lyrics
1: from English, Yeah, but the, the... That's some weird overall... I don't know if that was intentional, just to make it more surreal, probably, well uh, I, I think it was actually just true to form because at the I mean I mean there there are a lot of, you know, local language um songs in countries like france and stuff like that but a lot of times the american music infiltrates most communities and so people yeah. people know like that don't speak english at all like know all the words to a madonna song or something you know oh yeah because you listen to it
0: so often, yeah yeah so so then that's like the cool beginning then, then like we, it, it, the, the shift starts to happen it's very subtle but so this dude i guess i guess it's implied that he's homeless i don't know he didn't look almost to me and like i nice scarf on and stuff but maybe he could not somewhere yeah and he's just walking down the street and they're you know these kids are playing you know having a snowball fight and you know he kind of you know he kind of smiles because you know he's like you know enjoying the moment like you know these kids are having fun and they're gleeful and you know they're full of joy maybe it reminds him when he was younger maybe he was happy or whatever so he just you know innocently just decides to join you know the snowball fight he just gets a little ball you know it's not like too hard and he kind of throws it and all the kids just run away from him and then he just looks really sad like like, oh, I was just wanted to, you know, participate. You know, so, you know, you start kind of feeling sorry for him for a little bit, cause he did nothing wrong. He's just got to throw a little snowball, because he's walking by, you know. But then but then you don't feel sorry for him a few minutes later, <laughs> because he decides to, to apply for a job to be a mall Santa for Christmas Eve, and he does something really weird where he
1: just starts stroking this kid's cheek for like 30 straight <laughs>
0: seconds.
1: And, um, it makes you wonder if there's like some kind of backstory though that they didn't give us. Like maybe he lost a daughter or a son or something. And I also wonder if he's maybe had like a file. I, I, yeah, I, I
0: don't know what you're going for <laughs> here. Because When all the kids ran away from him, that maybe was like stranger danger type. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but that's what I, the vibe I was getting. Cause like, then you go from that to him, like literally just like inappropriately stroking this kid's face. Like yeah. Dirty we like, did I'm have like, a scene like,
1: and we have a scene in there too with, a uh, with Thomas. He's our little boy in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. the little prodigy. He, um, uses a computer that he has to try to communicate with Santa Claus and he makes contact with this, with this like local derelict. <laughs> and um he's using some kind of there's like a public terminal computer. I didn't know they had those things, but I guess they did. Yeah, 89 they had internet in France, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Was this before or after Al Gore invented it? <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> the Al, <laughs> the Al-, <laughs> Al Gore <laughs> Al- <laughs> rhythm, Gore- yeah. Um so they uh yeah, like the so so this guy interferes in pretends to be Santa Claus to the kid online and basically gets the kid's address from him. Oh my god, I know it's so so and like his friend, his friend was like warning him, like don't. It, it, what was the word he said?
0: This might be a kinky message board. Like yes, oh, don't, like, yeah. <laughs> like Don't talk to him. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's it's definitely Santa Claus. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. Like it's like, yeah, you're you're a prodigy, but at the same time, you're a moron because like even your friend, who's kind of like a Thunderhead is like telling you not to talk
1: to this brand, rando online. <laughs> That's the thing. There are a lot of people out there who are really book smart but have no common sense. Yeah, apparently he's one of them. And, yeah, uh, He just talked to some random
0: dude. Anyone really could have been anyone. And uh, yeah. he asked and I'm like, it was
1: weird because he had to pay quarters to it. Like, I guess the minutes would run out. So he's like... Yeah, because it's like a public terminal that you have to pay for or something. I guess they used to have these in places. I remember I was looking looking into it. Like, there used to be, like, a lot of places, like, they were kind of like... Uh, like, now we have, like, these internet cafes and stuff where you can go in and pay and stuff. But I guess they had things like that, too, like, in the past where you would pay to use a computer even before the internet, like... I don't know. Like you know, you'd go on campuses and stuff, and you could pay like five dollars for an hour to watch to play on the computer or something, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, what? So so, what happens after this? This this guy strokes this kid's face. Uh, God, so awkward. Yeah. Uh, well, the kid says like, "I don't like your face."
0: And he's like, "Red," well, he says something else. And then he, the guy like, slapped the kid in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, that's when the Thomas's mom was just walking by right when that happened. So she fired him at the spot, and then she was supposed to go to, like, I guess, HR like, to collect his check or whatever or something. And uh, so he goes down there to, like, talk to, like, the guy who's also, like, her boyfriend, I think. And uh, he, he's, like, on the phone with someone else. The guy, like, I think overhears something about Thomas or whatever, like, the, the gifts. Like, the presents are going to be delivered to the house or whatever. So he just, he walks out and basically decides he's going to go to that house, trying to like, see, that's what's weird about this movie. So like, we're led to believe, I guess, that like, he's, he's there to harm and or kill Thomas. But like, later on in the movie, like, Thomas eventually, quote, like, wins. No, 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 like, the the Santa Claus guy catches him, but then he releases him,
1: and now he wants to be the person who's hiding. So it's almost like it's a game dab in some way. Yeah, that's why I think like, like, it's very bizarre. Right? I think this guy, I think this guy's like, just like got some mental issues, you know, it's more than anything, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, def- Yeah. I mean, I'm def- trying to kill people, def- but well, yeah, he wants to kill, but he kind of wants to keep the game going at the same yeah. time. I think I really do think that
0: the, I, my theory is a little bit right about the child thing because like like he at some points he almost has like a childlike demeanor. Like and like at one point like Thomas like puts like a fake grenade onto like a toy train, like a music box thing. And the guy's like smiling at it and he's like holding it up to his face and like like almost like I what a little kid would do, you know? So like I wonder yeah, there's something going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like if he small thinks of himself as like a child baby in some weird way so what i want to say and,
1: now is the uh the rob zombie our uh, remake of this where we get to the backstory of the of the santa claus guy
0: <laughs> exactly yeah we want to i want to make sure that we so anyway so the, the guy he he
1: like goes and kills the dude um uh, like he he i think he, he got in the van where the presents are supposed to be yeah, delivered he was- yeah, he's hiding in the back of the van with the presents and then gets to the, gets to the mansion. And when the guy goes to the back to get the presents out, he kills him in a whole like Michael Myers sort of style. Yeah. Like you're like choking
0: sounds and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I mean the whole like hiding in the back of a car and stuff is something that Michael Myers would do. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny. And then, um, so the thing is, is he didn't even really need Thomas's address cause he could just, <laughs> well, yeah, he already knew it. So I don't know. Maybe he just needed a ride. To get yeah, there. basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he kills the caretakers, too. That's right.
0: So my question is, did he know like who Thomas was before, or was that just some random address he got, but then he put two and two together? They never really explained. Oh, I was just wondering if, if he, like, would he just randomly try to get some kid's address at first before he
1: even knew, like, land? Because like, that would be an extra layer of creepiness right there. If he just yeah, maybe randomly... I mean, he was just messing with the kid, and then um, maybe thinking that, oh, I can go steal something in this house because i'm you know the kid will be home alone trying to you know because the kid also the other thing too is he set up um the kid's really obsessed with santa claus and he oh, set, yeah a- he, he set up a, a camera a security camera system in the house where he's and he's got like an armband with a like monitor on it where you can see the different um cameras in the house in 1989 right well they were rich like so he- a four dollar degrees. I guess so. Technology. Plus he's a genius. So,
0: right. Well, it reminds me of the whole Santa obsession. This this makes it even darker with the whole like like he actually thinks that Santa Claus tried to kill him yeah. Like that's
1: what makes that. <laughs> it makes so much more sad uh, That's like I mean, because if, it if you're upset, obs- if you're a kid obsessed with anything, I mean, like if you're a kid who like was watching Paw Patrol and believed that those dogs were real, and then a dog that was wearing a police out- office officer outfit came into your house and you thought it was, you know, Chase from dog- Paw Patrol, and then all of a sudden the dog started killing you. <laughs> That's that <laughs> like up? you actually think it, it's that dog. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like I remember breakfast, and he was
0: like, like. Sort of having his doubts about Santa Claus and his mob said don't 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 look for Santa because Santa if you, if you stay up Santa turns into an ogre or something like that you know like if you try to stay up and watch him come down the chimney or whatever then yeah so like he sit there thinks it's his fault because he stayed up home. and like so like he thinks is like his responsibility and he's like at one
1: point he's like I I just wanted to see you and this is what you've done to me and I. Wow. Before that there was like a really creepy scene too with the with Santa Claus where he finds some kind of white like spray paint and spray paints all of his hair because he's got like a darker hair to make himself look more like Santa. That was really weird. And and just the filming of that was weird like he's just got this big smile on his face while he's spray painting his beard and shit and it's just like so creepy. This this guy was played such a great creep. I mean like like the
0: acting of this guy was just like like chef's kiss like beautiful. Like yeah you know? like <laughs> Like, he just, he played that role. So, so, so he goes there, kills the caretakers, kills the, the driver, then he kills the dog, family dog. Yep, that happened. Uh, dog went to try to protect Thomas. There was like a hate for a fork or something on the table.
1: Yeah, and it, it stabs the dog in the throat. Oh my god, that was creepy. That's, oh, I hate it when they kill dogs, Louis. Like, uh, right in front of the kid, too. Yeah, he's hiding underneath mm-hmm. the table.
0: And then, and then, so, like, he's like, has to, like, basically, like, forget that for the moment just to survive. So he's kind of, like, just suppress that, emotions that. that. Yeah. At one point, though, there's, like, this scene where, like, he finally has, like, a little minute to think or whatever. And he's like, having all these flashbacks of him playing with the dog and doing all these contraptions with them. I'm like, don't. They're so playing, crazy. like, this weird, like, <laughs> install, like, 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 happy. Christmas to you or whatever <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else happens here in this uh wonderful movie Matt? well the contraptions progressively get more
0: violent as as Santa Claus gets more violent and at one point he starts like shooting like darts at his neck and he like he creates like a basically like a smoke bomb essentially um he uh, puts a gunpowder in a fake grenade and he uh, he and um, puts it in like this toy train but the guy sent it back like he had known I guess that kid was there i don't know or something like that and that he thought oh yeah, because at one point he hides his grand grandpa in like this like old toy room with like a bunch of old like Part
1: of the mansion is just, like, a room dedicated to, like, old toys, like, at one point. Yeah, and he has, like, these secret passages, one that looks like a refrigerator and one that looks like a like a wardrobe. It's just insane. Yeah, like, how much work he's put into, like, changing this house. It's, like, and, a weird. Like. And he says that this is, and he, his grandpa asks, asks where they are when he's trying to hide his grandpa. And he says, this is my secret place that mom doesn't even know about. And I'm like, what? How does she not know about this? It's, it's a big mansion, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> working all the time, so maybe she doesn't even know. I guess that makes sense, because, like, I had a friend who lived, like, there's, like, these mansions in the old west end of Toledo, Mm -hmm. um, which is an area we have here, these, like, really old historic mansions, and when I was in high school, my friend John lived in one of those, and he had lived there for a few years at that point, and we were, he was showing me around the house, and we went down to the basement, and I was like, what's that over there? And he's like, I don't know, and we found this whole other room that he never knew existed. Oh, wow. So... Just weird, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So he's sitting there riding, uh,
0: like a a pony. You know, like one of those. Uh, what do you call them Like a rocking horse. Pony with the spring or whatever. Well, it's uh, like a spring one, not like a rocking horse, but kind of like. They're one, talking yeah. to his grandfather. It's just such a bizarre scene. And then, but then they the guy eventually finds him So then he he puts his grandfather's pretty genius idea. puts them in a night suit, has him hide inside of the armor. Yeah, that was pretty unique. But then he thought the Santa was sending the, the bomb, train bomb, towards armor. I don't think he knew the, the guy, guy was with, in there No, was he was just sending step. it off towards where he thought the kid was. So then he, he runs out you know, to try to stop it so that you know, the Santa guy knows that he's out. Kind of grabs him or whatever, I think. And then uh, at one point he stabs him or cuts him with a knife, I think. They, like, stab uh, him in the leg. Yeah, yeah, he's running down the stairs, and then, you know, you know his grandfather, like, yeah. the poor guy, like, he can't do anything to protect his, like, 10-year-old grandson. I know. We <laughs> so just been watching all this go on, and he can't get about it because he's, like, completely, almost a uh blind diabetic, you know, weak and stuff like that. And, uh, meanwhile, his mom has been trying to call the house this whole time that she's worried that something's wrong, you know, because nobody's answering home, and then uh she decides to leave, leave work uh, early, and then uses, like, her car phone, back then, you know, maybe some of our younger audience might not realize this, but back then, they actually used to build, like, usually for people who had, like, a lot of money or whatever, they actually built a Phone inside the car, then you could make phone calls. I'm not sure how it worked. out, How you'd be able to get a reception? Maybe they had like
1: a. Uh, there's the it card. was it was through the antenna. The, there's like an antenna okay. on the car and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was actually tried, like it was like an early yeah. phone. So yeah, which you know you think about it, that really should have been
0: a part of all cards when it was when it was actually made available, just in case you got into like an emergency situation or whatever. Yeah, but I hope you know,
1: it was it was yep. it was like economically prohibitive though. You know, because I'm pretty yeah, sure that they were so expensive. expensive
0: or whatever. So anyway, since she's gone, you know, from there, and she gets into a... She, she, like, slips on the ice or something and ends up, uh, like, almost crashing off, like, a hill or whatever. And uh, her boyfriend, uh, who also works at... uh, I think he works as, like, an accountant at the... mall or whatever he's he's also trying to call the house and he eventually leaves because he got a
1: a fax um from thomas saying help me santa trying to kill me or kill kill it says says, help santa claus is attacking me attacking my grandpa and me i have a picture right in front of me so it was so it's like, what the fuck? So then he's like, what the hell?
0: So he goes, leaves, and he ends up finding uh, uh, the car, you know, so he ends up um, saving, um, I forgot her name, what's her name, Julia? Uh, yeah. yeah. He ends up saving her, and then they drive, they're driving, you know, driving to the house, whatever. At one point, he uh, he gets a message. Thomas gets a message out to his friend, um, and his friend rides his bike over. But then, just as he's about to enter the house, the Santa guys like are about to kill Thomas. And Thomas tells him to run away. So then, this really suspenseful scene where he gets on his bike and the Santa's running after him. It looks like he's gonna end up catching up with kid, But then, right at that moment, a car drives by, and then he's you know the kids far enough away now get away from him. And again, the Santa guy has this like weird look of sadness on his face where it's not, it's almost like he doesn't really want to kill the kids. It's like, it's like he, it's like he wishes
1: he was one still or what, or he thinks it's like a game. It's a really bizarre. Yeah. It's like, he doesn't want to, it's like he wants to hurt the kid and maybe, but not really, but he likes the game. But it's also, it's just so weird. You don't know what his motivations are because like he was fine killing the delivery dude and the caretaker and the dog. <laughs> right but not the kids though it's just a weird yeah it's
0: it's a very bizarre thing going on with this guy so like boy at one point do another really suspenseful scene um him and his grandpa get to the car in the garage that they had been working on but it won't start yeah and like the guys just very michael Myers is just standing there for like a whole minute then
1: he just starts walking towards the car you know <laughs> it's like it, that's the thing that's weird about this okay and so i mean even to a uh, like to a lesser extent, like Michael Myers and the Halloween movies and stuff like that, is how slow the guy is. There are so many times that I, I don't know what it was. It was like it was like I think that Thomas could have got away, but he didn't. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like he <laughs> he walks very deliberately and slowly, kind of. Plus, too,
1: he gets hurt a lot of times, you know, so he's injured. And um... (laughs) I mean, there's also Uh, a point, too, where his friend shows up on his bike. Thomas's little friend. Yeah. Um. And the fucking Santa Claus guy chases him through the woods or something. Yeah. Now,
0: suddenly, he's super fast.
1: It's like, it's just weird. (laughs) Plus,
0: too, riding your bike in the snow. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous. You don't really get me fall down a couple times it's just yeah that's what scared me I'm like I'm like he's gonna fall on his bike you know and sure enough he does and then uh, um, uh, there's just this like in the music they play all oh, the music is so oh man I love like it's definitely like a a chord synthesizer I'm almost certain is just yes. one of this because it's you know they probably didn't have a huge budget and a chord Court was expensive back then, but not as expensive as hiring like professional like orchestras or, or whatever, you know. So like but it had like this really extra layer of suspense to it because the the music's just great. I, I really hope that like they made a soundtrack where you can just listen to the music they had. Yeah. Because like the original score, oh man, like it's just it's great and like uh and then like the songs they have in between like the english songs like the, the christmas one where he's having all these flashbacks of his dog and then at one point he's like
1: holding the dog like in his hand like carrying barry yeah like no, the, music the, film, like, the music in the film the music in the film was done by somebody named jean-félix lalain also yeah yeah it's, so we get towards the end here and uh so julie is concerned over her uh her calls not getting through she phones the police you send over an officer to the mansion, check on Thomas, and then the vagrant murders the policeman. They only sent one cop. Like, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> But I mean, they didn't know what was up. It was just basically a welfare check on the kids, so you don't really... But you think they would at least have a partner. Um, yeah, back up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, so the, basically, um, the vagrant at the, the vagrant Santa Claus guy, he captures Thomas again. And, um, but then because, uh, okay. So, so he had to, at one point there was like this really suspenseful thing because his grandpa was dying. Oh yes. Right. And he needed to get his insulin and he goes all the way to the caretaker's house. It looked like, or something to get this insulin. He finally gets it. Um, at that point, I don't know. This movie's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> The um so to defend his grandpa and combat the trespasser who has cut the telephone lines and trashed the only car. The man at one point catches Thomas but but then immediately releases him while declaring, I win, you lose, now I'll go hide myself and you'll be okay. Be That's okay I mean like it's like a it's game. So like it's it's like
0: he did, he could have killed him right then and there. I I mean, know, why like, didn't he? <laughs> but to him, it's a game. I don't think he actually like I don't think he actually had any motivation other than playing this weird game but also he was mad at the kid's mom because he just got fired
1: after like one day at work it was just yeah it's like uh motivations yeah i mean Plus, at least like in home alone me. the wet bandits had motivation to like just rob, rob the place yeah. you know it's like exactly well of course like we said the backstory is gonna be that Marp had cancer and they need the
0: afford you know the chemo and stuff like that and, yeah you know we're, we're gonna see that home alone
1: seven it's gonna be <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all movies. <laughs> so um, yeah so so he, anyways, he, he manages to get the insulin to help his grandpa um, at the end and um, so the the vagrant has like the police officer's gun at one point and then so does uh, and then Thomas gets it at one point and then the grandfather wakes up and he has the gun and he shoots the, the vagrant and uh, Julie and, and her boyfriend arrive at the house and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry this movie is so fucked they find a stunned Thomas standing over the killer's body like stammering and saying it's my fault mom I wanted to see Santa I know, I'm so and they, like, They start playing what she said to him with like, a bunch of echo over, like, yeah. it's, you know, to will
0: turn into an ogre if you look for him <laughs> and all the and stuff. <laughs> and, and that's the where we just end like that. Ends There's some music playing, and it's just so funny. The resolution. That's the ending. Then it plays that weird Christmas song, right? It's almost yeah. like the director was like trolling a little bit. Like I don't know if he like. It just almost
1: seems like he was having a little bit of fun with it. Like, yeah, you know. Do you want me to read you some uh, like uh, reviews from the Internet Movie Database here, Matt? Please do. Okay, here's a nine out of ten from uh, Joseph M. Pap. This is from December 26th of 2020. WTF? Question mark. <laughs> this movie turns on a dime and it's epic the movie has an edge i didn't expect thomas comes off as a very smart but as very smart but naive (laughs) when the when the horror hits he definitely comes into his own this the santa is brutal disturbing and psychotic i expected something a little more lighthearted, but this is genuinely tense i'm shocked and pleased with the film um great editing good music and fun christmas horror 10 out of 10. One of the best Santa slashers ever by R (laughs) Collins 20. And this was written just a few days ago as we recorded this on November 18th of 2021. Oh, wow. This is a must see for any fan of the Santa slasher subgenre. Filmed in France, this movie basically did the whole Home Alone thing first. As it was released in 1989, while well, the first Home Alone film was released in 1990, in it a little boy must defend his home on Christmas Eve from a deranged killer dressed up as Santa Claus. Patrick Florsheim, um, not Floresheim, flourish. Floresheim, sorry, yeah. stars as the maniacal Chris Kringle and is truly unforgettable, maniacal, I'm sorry, Kris Kringle, and truly unforgettable, uh, bringing a level of creepiness and authenticity to the role that is on par with Oliver McGreevy's performance in the 1972 Tales from the Crypt. So get your booby traps ready because this Pierre Noel is straight out of hell. I just messed (laughs) up their rhyme. But this because this Pierre Noel is straight out of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Love it. Yeah. This has got a lot of positive reviews. I don't see any negative ones, honestly. (laughs) It's like the lowest review is a seven out of ten.
0: That was really, like we're like when we're talking about it, it's it's hard to talk about the nuances. Like you gotta watch, like yeah, the camera angles in certain scenes, or like like there's one scene where like he's just like sitting. It looks like he's just sitting on a throne. He's just like staring for like thirty like thirty seconds. Like yeah, it's it's hard
1: to describe those little details. It's, you know, it's for sure. Um, like we've said, a fever dream that you need to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally, after I watched it, it did give me kind of creepy dreams. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I had some creepy fun too. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. It probably was meant to, like, like
1: um, activate certain parts of your brain, almost, you know, like, <sighs> well, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, just letting you know, it does not influence you to want to go out and kill children or dogs or anything, so.
0: Well, no, just, just, just that. that problem. Problem.
1: <laughs> well, I have a weird dream about a
0: dog, though. Yeah. Uh, about um, that, where. It was uh, it was well. Actually, it was my old dog who passed away last year. Yeah, and she, she. It was her lifeless body was just kept around, but like it never deteriorated. But it was just there, like it was so disturbing, weird. weird. Like it was very weird. Like <laughs> was like I kept asking why? Why do we still have her here? And it was like, oh well, we like having her around. I'm like, I know, but she's dead. Like, and, like, but like it, was, like it was like it was just staying there. Like it was like
1: nothing like yourself, no, like. It, it was just it was like i was it was very disturbing so thanks like a lot I, I always i always find it weird when people do things like that with their dogs and stuff like they'll actually have people that taxidermy their pets well this wasn't that it was yeah it, it was just
0: just, there yeah it wasn't it wasn't taxiderm. yeah it was uh, yeah i don't yeah. I, I i i'm not sure i mean it's a person's choice to do that they want But like yeah uh,
1: yeah i'm not into that <laughs> me either um but I guess at least it's not like, you know, doing it to your mother, like Norman Bates or something. But, um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so would you recommend people watch this movie, Matt? Yes, definitely.
0: It's such a good movie. I mean, like try to get a good version because, you know, the one I watched was pretty crappy. So it kind of took away some of the, maybe yeah. some, of the, some of the, whatever, the enthusiasm little whatever. Because when I first saw it, it was actually like full screen yeah. you know, on a TV, whatever. But I was sitting there watching it on my phone. And not only that, it was it was
1: widescreen even for that, so it was like a tiny little rectangle, yeah. basically. Uh, but, yeah, the, but that was the, the version really they have on AMC Plus and sh- and um, Shutter, which is owned by AMC. So they're both you know there. Like if, I found out if if you get like basically the AMC Plus channel right now, if I, hope, I don't know if, I don't know if it's still going to be like this once this uh, once this episode goes up, but they have it for ninety nine cents for two months. So like well i mean it was like 99 cents each month but so it's like two bucks for two months uh, oh wow. and uh if you if you have amazon prime so you can get it through there and then you get it as an amazon prime channel and it also has on the amc plus and they're not spot they're not sponsor i'm just saying this you also get like uh sundance channel and ifc and oh, uh, oh. and shutter all on there and you get this movie and a bunch of other horror films on shutter and a bunch of like you know indie films on all the other channels and tv shows and stuff like that so it's pretty cool for that i mean i don't know how much it is normally a month but if it's not much i might actually even keep it i don't know but we'll see but um yes well yeah but yeah i i would recommend watching it and it's definitely definitely good um one of the weirdest christmas movies i've ever seen in my life if not i've ever seen in my life anyway so just a reminder do not drink cheer yeah you know don't spread joy all over your friends go to apple podcast and uh give us a five-star review if you like this episode you know subscribe to the show so you can be up on the latest episodes check out our key public we got some really cool shirts there also check out our patreon if you want to help uh support the show and here's something that I think people should do as a gift to uh, your friends. Share it with them. Share an episode. Be like, hey, I really like Matt and Mike. They're cool. Check this out. You know, Mm -hmm. or I really like Matt. Mike can go fuck himself, but check this out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. You know, so (laughs) but anyways, um, tis the season to be jolly. That doesn't mean you have to change your name to jolly. And, you know, bye bye. Thanks
0: for listening to All Too Real 2 podcast. A Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.